Superpowers on the Superpower Up podcast, the show that lifts the voice of love from orgasms to superpowers and everything in between. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Sex, Love, and Superpowers podcast show. I am your host, Tatiana Berende, and I have such a special guest with me today. Gogo Mkanyekure Waze Manzini is with us, and we are going to have a very powerful conversation about breaking the spell that we have been under as a planet that is uh, here to divide and separate us, and we are watching that play out in so many ways right now, and um, and we're just we're here to talk about how we break that spell. Um, so this is going to be such an amazing conversation. And let me tell you a little bit about Gogo Mancini before we dive in. Gogo Mkanyekure Waze Manzini is a Sangoma, an indigenous shaman in the Zulu tradition, a gifted psychic medium, and African-American spiritualist located in Washington, D.C., USA. She has over 20 years of experience as a mentor and minister. She's driven by her deep devotion to her ancestral calling to help heal the hearts and minds of wounded women and men. Gogon Kanyekure's healing focus is on psycho-spiritual wellness with an emphasis on grief and trauma release and womb healing for Black Indigenous people of color. Her spiritual community, family, and friends keep her grounded. As the mother of three young adult children and women, Gogo Kure is constantly challenged to grow in ways she's never imagined. Inspired by her own story of overcoming abuse, neglect, trauma, and depression, Gogo has been called to share her gifts of healing with the world, hoping to inspire that same growth in others. Welcome to the show, my dear. Thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure. Yes. Truly a pleasure. Same for me. I've been looking forward to this one for a while and I have my altar lit which is not usual for me on this um on this show I don't usually sit at my altar to do these interviews but I felt very called to do so today so before before we um go to our our quick break and, and dive into this conversation will you tell our listeners what your superpowers are my superpowers um are empathy my superpowers are, um, I would say empathy. That's really the only, that's really my superpower. It's feeling. I feel and I care about what I feel about. Um, I, you know, I'm clairaudient, I'm claircognizant. If, you know, I know things, I dream dreams, I interpret dreams, I can do all of that. But all of those for me are really an aside. My main thing is that I am a feeler and an empath for not just people, but for the earth itself. Mm. And so, yeah, so that is my superpower. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. So um, before we go to break, will you please just mm-hmm. tell our listeners where they can go to find out more about you and your work? And then we're going to dive into this really important conversation about breaking this spell. Absolutely. Um, my website is www.gogomkanyakude, and that is G O G O U M K H A N Y A K U D E dot com. <laughs> it's a is, long name. That is no joke. That name. 
It's gogomkanyupade.com. You can also find me on Facebook. Um, my Facebook page is Heal with Gogo. That's a lot easier to find. You can also find me on Instagram at gogomkanyupade. Uh, and you can uh, email me at uh, gogomkanya, uh, which is G-O-G-O-U-M-K-H-N-Y-A at gmail.com. And uh, we'll make sure that all that information, you know, is posted when, yeah. um, you know, when we share the show and Absolutely. everything for people to find us. Yeah. Yep. It'll all be on the site there. So, mm-hmm. okay. Sit tight, everyone. Don't go anywhere because the ancestors are coming through for this one. I'll tell you what. Okay. Of course. <laughs> we'll be right back. Hello, everyone. This is Tonya Don Reckla, Executive Director of Superpower Experts. And we want to thank each of you. For making Superpower Up the number one podcast network for personal development and spiritual growth. Because people like you have the courage to say that mindfulness, healthy living, disrupting reality, the pursuit of consciousness, responsible entrepreneurship, and radical parenting matter. We now amass over 1 million downloads monthly in more than 90 countries. Our numbers keep growing because there are far more people willing to live divergently than mass media wants to acknowledge. For you, the change makers, the light bearers, the way showers, we say thank you. If you're ready to take the next step in your evolution, go now to superpowerexperts.com and take the superpower quiz. And as Neva Lee Rekla, our youngest podcaster, likes to remind us, remember, we all have superpowers and we can change the world. Okay, we're back. All right. So, all right. So when I reached out to you, you know, what was it, a week ago or something, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, all of this... Um, the protests and everything, the, the mm-hmm. racial tension in this country was erupting. I mean, it still mm-hmm. is. That's still happening right now. Mm-hmm. Not sure where we're going to be at when this show airs, but I know that change is um, inevitable from all of this. Yes. Um, and, and I asked you, what do you want to talk about? Because we had talked about you coming on the show before all this happened. Mm-hmm. We talked about, you know, talking about, um, you know, women's bodies and and Mm -hmm. trauma and all this stuff. And, and you said something and you said, you know, it doesn't matter what, what angle we come at it from, because it's all the same spell that we've been under. Mm -hmm. And I want to talk about breaking that spell. So I would just love to hear you speak to our audience for a minute about what that spell is and how you, how you see it and understand it. Mm, okay, my host. Um, well, first, I want to greet everyone and say Tokoza. Um, that is a Zulu greeting uh, that loosely translates to mean rejoice and be well. Um, so I want to say Tokoza to everyone listening. Thank you so much, Tatiana, again, for inviting me in and, and, and allotting me this space and this time. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's so funny, you know, we have conversations and we forget kind of what was said in the conversations, you know, but, but yeah, it's all the same spell and the spell, I guess, just to dive right into it. When we talk about the spell, um, that is not a, uh, a metaphor. That's not, um, an allegory. It is an actual spell. There's an actual spiritual trance that we are all under, um, that the entire globe is under. And this spell uh, many times conspiracy theorists and stuff, you know, they talk about, you know, global cabals and the Illuminati and, and all of these different things. 
And to some degree, they're, they're right. I mean, there's been enough, there's enough proof and enough evidence out there to say that there is something going on. But the question is what? To what end? What's the point? What's the purpose? And global domination, um, you know, of course, is, is uh, what most people who understand um, things would say, you know, it's about global domination. But, but how and why? You know, what's the, why? And... I remember talking with you and with another sister who came um, and, and spent time with us a little bit later. She said, we, we talked about Europe. We talked about Europe in the, in the 1400s um, and in the 1500s when they began to wipe out their indigenous healers, their traditional healers, their spiritual healers, their midwives, the midwives, the women who knew the roots and the herbs and the oils and the foods, and they knew the prayers and the incantations because of uh, their, you know, the Europeans' own um, uh, relationship to nature that was always present despite kind of this drive to conquer the world. And... Um, this 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 selling out of of the soul of a people is what we see manifesting in 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 around the globe today i mean you talk about cutting yourself off from your spiritual source mm-hmm. um why would someone do that there has to then be a reason why someone would cut off themselves from from the relationship with spirit that they have the relationship to the moon and and to the trees and and the forests and and to you know the cycles of the earth and everything why would they do that and to whom did they sacrifice this you know and so that that then became my question like who who's on the other side of this deal like you know people will say well it's the devil well the devil's an easy scapegoat right we blame the devil for everything you know poor guy <laughs> he gets blamed for all of our bad choices and all of the evils and the ills in the world but it's you you have to ask yourself is there a, a, another entity is there another um something beyond this world that these uh these people know about that we don't know about. So uh, it gets very deep because the rabbit mm-hmm. hole on this is very, 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 <laughs> very, 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 very deep. And it is in fact, um, um, like the Bible says, you know, you know, I'm, uh, was a former minister and, and I, I know that book, uh, backwards and forwards. And one of the scriptures that has been coming to me in my meditation is, uh, for we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, powers, rulers of darkness, spiritual wickedness in high places. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. when I when that came to me, I was like, oh my God, because we are talking about um it's not just the people. People people think that uh you know what's going on in the world is about race. Race is a race is is bait to get us all looking over here you know, and looking over here in this one direction while these, um, these spirituality and, and all of these other things are being done. I'm not talking about on a legislative level. I'm not talking about laws being passed. I'm talking about moves being made, rituals being done. We don't understand the spiritual nature of literally like our annual cycle, um, 
you know, here in America, meaning in, in February, January, February, we've got the Super Bowl. We've got these huge war games that start off the fiscal year. Huge war games right after the portal of the holiday season closes. We've got these huge war games. And war games are always designed to rally the people in a certain direction. And so you start thinking about, you know, who's playing whom and what these names mean. And you can go down that trail of the rabbit hole. And, but you start looking at the, the Super Bowl, the timing of that, then the award season comes. And these are the rituals that are, are um, expressed to uh, offer offerings to, you know, the, the energy of fertility. And, but in a, in a twisted way, because we often see during that time, a lot of people start to die. We see people dying in threes. And it's all of these things that people say, oh, that's just conspiracy theory BS. But when you understand that these people are operating, these people who are in league with these dark entities are operating. The reason why they're allowed to operate is because they are actually operating according to to like spiritual law, it's just the polarity on it is flipped because the offerings mm-hmm. are made, the sacrifices are made, the rituals are done, huh? All of yeah. the, the temples are erected, the statues, the ancestor reverence, the United States is a shrine to the ancestors of this country. Statues on our money, in our books, on photos and and portraits and museums, and it's all ancestor worship. And so, these what has happened? The root of this spell is the principles of spirituality being flipped on its head, turned inside out, re- recoded, rearranged. But it's still the principles of spirituality that we see being used against us and true spirituality, indigenous spirituality, whether you're talking about uh, Ubungoma, whether you're talking about uh, the, the, the traditions of the people of Peru, whether you're talking about Native American uh, traditions all over the country, no matter where you're talking about it, indigenous spirituality is demonized, it is, you know, hushed, it is considered, you know, voodoo devil worship or you know uh quack science or whatever it's just you know jungle stuff and the fact is is that true spirituality is in fact the only way to break the spell legislation is great dis dis dismantling the current power structure that's fantastic but the power structure is not based on legislation alone. It's not based on politics alone. Um, it's not even based on greed alone. It is based on the warping and the twisting of spiritual principles that have been inverted and, and used uh, to gain power. And the, the, the squelching of spirituality runs in tandem with the... Um, demonizing and the vilification of the divine feminine. And so you find both of these things happening simultaneously. And this is the spell, but they need the feminine energy. They need the abundant emotional energy from black and brown people. We put off emotional energy. That energy is going somewhere. When we riot, when we protest, when we scream, when we cry, when we mourn, because these beings that the top invisible tier of the power structure that have made 
they've made league with these entities. They literally are feeding on our pain. That is why self-love, self-acceptance, um, you know, trauma integration, all of these things, healing, all these things we call healing is, is the act of revolution. Yes, there's a place for protest. I am not down in protesters because burn this whole thing down. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> burn the whole thing down. You know, um, you know, my, I've heard people say my people built this country. Yes, but it was not our country. We did not build our country. We built their country and it was never any place in this country for us. Not from the beginning, not from 1640 when the first black man was legally sentenced to life in prison for the same crime that his white counterparts got three years for John punch. Look him up. If you've never heard of him, John punch, the first case of legislated racism in Richmond, Virginia, from that moment to now, it has never been our country. But th that huge issue that is so big to my people, and I, I know I'm, I'm probably going to catch some flat for this, but it's not the biggest issue. It's not the biggest problem. It is the biggest uh, look point, for, touch point for people. And they've, just like a scapegoat, they just beat it and beat the racism and beat it and just, and just continue poking that bear because that's the one thing that catches everybody's eye and nobody's paying attention to what's happening in the spiritual realm, mm. the shifts that are happening in the spirit realm, you know? Um, and it's unfortunate, you know, but as far as my people are concerned, I need black people to really understand that the best way outside of economic sanctions and boycotts and all of those things that we know work outside of that, if we really want to step up into our power and really, really, really fight the power, we really want to wage warfare and all of that, we've got to reconnect with our true spirituality because it is false spirituality that is been, that has been thrust upon us. It's false ideals of, of success and wealth and health and mm. goodness. All of these lies that have been, uh, uh, portrayed for us through the media, through Hollywood. And we understand that all of these are just tentacles of the, the invisible 1% you know, the invisible top tier that rules the 1% that rules the rest of every, everybody else in, in this power structure. And these, these people, the, invis the invisible people, the people who choose the presidents and the popes, the people who, who, and it's a small group of people, and these people have made league. I was in prayer, Tatiana, I was at my Salmo, I had lit my altar and I was just talking with my ancestors and they said, we want to show you something. And they showed me uh, agreements and, and, and contracts that were written in blood and that were not just for, for the life of the person writing, but for their generations. And that's where, that's how come the idea of chattel slavery, nobody really had a problem with that because that had already been done. The human race had already been sold out already sold and i was like yo i cried i stayed at my altar for like two hours just i couldn't even like wail anymore the tears were literally just dripping out of my eyeballs because this is real this is real people literally suffer and die because of a deal that was made 
by people who wanted power and who wanted to be important and who wanted to rule the world. So I can hear people hearing this and saying, you know, it's so easy to take this information and to go into despair and hopelessness. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I know that that's, that's not the way. And that, again, it's like part of the design. It's, it's feeding. It's like, what, what are we going to be food for? Because mm-hmm. on, the, on the other hand, there are also all of the stories of the light beings that are mm-hmm. supporting the good work that is happening here. There are, I mean, we're getting far out in this conversation. I want to honor that and acknowledge mm-hmm. that some people might not be ready for this level mm-hmm. of conversation because mm-hmm. it took me a long time. It took me sitting at a lot of fires late into the night once everyone had gone to bed mm-hmm. listening to the elders tell stories Mm-hmm. to start to realize the true origins of mm-hmm. of some of these things and so if mm-hmm. you if you're listening to this and you have not had that time to sit with the elders and just be quiet and listen and almost like so that they forget that you're there so you can hear these stories mm-hmm. um that really aren't designed for, for <laughs> the mass consumption. Um, right. this, this might, this is very easy to discredit and, you know, wherever, wherever you're at in your journey, you're going to do what you will with this information. Right. Um, however, I, I think both you and I can say we, we know what we know in our, in our scene mm-hmm. and we've, we've seen what we've seen and we've mm-hmm. received the information that we've received. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, for people who are still questioning whether or not life outside of planet earth exists, like this mm-hmm. conversation is, is, is lost on you. Right. Because the, because yeah. If, if you're still in that place of thinking like there are billions and infinite number of galaxies, but we're the only intelligent life. I'm like, maybe, yeah. maybe you should stop listening right now. Um, <laughs> yeah. And, and wait for the rest of this conversation because no, seriously, because you might get lost and it yeah. might begin to, to trigger certain things and emotions. People become emotional with, you know, when, when new information is presented. Mm-hmm. So I, I thank you for saying that. And you're absolutely correct. Um, this is definitely for he, he and, and she that hath an ear, you yes. know, to be yes. able to hear this. And you mentioned something about not falling into despair. That is absolutely the, the other half of this. Um, you have to understand that in order to treat an injury, a wound, um, especially one that has not been treated, yeah, that's mm-hmm. not been, it's not been tended to and it's been covered up. And so maybe it's festered, maybe it's a little infected. And so now the tissue around that wound is, is inflamed and tender and maybe infected. And depending on how long this wound has been unattended. Um, you might have to actually have a procedure done to go in and clean out the, the necrotic tissue and the you, you understand just depending yes. on the depth of the wound and how long it's been left unattended. This wound that we're talking about is um, it has been is, left. Is, it's gangrenous. It's, <laughs> it's gangrenous. So what it means is that the healing is going to be painful. It's going to be the re- the revelation of the truth is going to challenge 
you. You may feel sad for a while. You may feel like all hope is lost. But here's the thing. You'll only stay in that place of hopelessness if you don't have any hope, if you're not a hopeful person, if you don't have anything to hold on to and to ground yourself to. So if you don't, let me be the one to let you know that there is nothing, nothing that can stop goodness, um, light, progress, life from moving on. Death does not stop life. Evil, with air quotes, cannot overcome good permanently. Nothing lasts forever. And what we are in is we are in, the, we're still in the age of empire. The United States is an empire with 186 bases, I think it is, all over the planet, military bases. That is empire. Empires, if you know anything about history, are designed to rise okay. and fall. Okay? The system of this world, the system of governance of the world is unsustainable. Yes. Okay? But the spirit of man is the most beautiful thing about us. Our resilience, our ability to band together, our ability to find our common core of compassion, our ability to connect with spirit and to, uh, uh, to unite and become community, that is, that is our hope. We don't have a hope outside of ourselves. We are our hope. It is us doing things like having this show where you as a, a European descended woman is giving me an African descended woman a platform to be able to speak and to share. There's no competition. I'm not bashing you. You're not bashing me. We understand the truth. Nobody's in their feelings. Do you understand what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. There's a common, that's our, that's our, our strength. That's our hope. The world, the world as we know it, the world as we see it, I tell people all the time, I quote the Matrix relentlessly. <laughs> yeah, we do superpower <laughs> experts too. Blue pill or the red pill? Okay, I quote <laughs> the Matrix relentlessly. And right now, I feel like Morpheus, after he has rescued Neo and he has him in the construct, and Neo says, this isn't real, and Morpheus says, what is real? Mm-hmm. What do you define as real? Because if you can see it, if you can taste it, if you can hear it with your audition, if you can smell it, if you can feel it, it's, it's temporary. It's an illusion. It's an electrical signal being sent to your brain, literally on the, the purest physical level. What is the, what's really real is what we cannot see. It is well, the invisible realm. Yes, and, and I, I want to just say... Everything that you just named mm -hmm. is why we have not been able to quote unquote discover other life on other planets ah. mm. because we are looking with the wrong senses. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We ignore the common sense, which mm -hmm. is intuition. That's common to everybody. It doesn't matter if you're born into an able body or a disabled body. It doesn't matter if you, your, your, your brain chemical levels are normal or if they are a little askew. Everybody has that voice of, of intuition. Unless you're a psychopath. They're, they're a different breed. We can talk about that on another conversation. 
they are a different breed. They are. They are technically not even like Homo sapien. They have a different brain and everything. Um, but nevertheless, like human beings have Homo sapiens, Homo sapiens sapiens. We have that intuition and we ignore it all the time. We ignore when things don't feel right. We ignore when we're when we're watching something or listening to something and we hear or see something and we just dismiss it instead of investigating it. You know, we, we try to always look past our hand, you know, that was something that one of my mentors in ministry told me um, when I, you know, I was young and she was asking me about, well, I was asking her rather about, you know, how do I explore the mysteries? And, you know, of course I was still in the church. So it was all about the Bible and everything. How do I un- unpack this book and get really into it? And she told me, she said, hold your hand in front of your face. And I held it in front of my face. She said about two, three inches in front of your face. And I did that. And she said, now tell me what you see. And immediately, just like almost like automatically, I started looking past my hand at the chairs, at the wall, at the da 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 Because I was like, well, clearly my hand's in my face, so I'm not going to mention that because it's obvious. Mm-hmm. And she told me, she said, she said, no, 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 there's nothing else in front of you except your hand. Don't look past your hand. Look at it. Examine it. Get into the lines. Get into the... And I was like, oh, that's how you do that. That's how you see beyond the veil. That's how you begin to break the spell. You stop taking things at face value. Mm -hmm. You stop believing what you're told. Mm -hmm. You stop accepting things just because it's convenient. Because the truth is very inconvenient. Yes. The truth is the number one cause of cognitive dissonance. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I like that. <laughs> okay. So, you, you know, we, we, we tend to look past the things that are just right in front of us. A lot of the times when I'm, when I'm uh, counseling people or, or divining for people or whatever, I find myself telling them, I say, you know, um, I'll, I'll give them a, a saying or something and they'll say, oh, you know, go, go, I've heard that before. You know, it's kind of a cliche. And I say, well, you know what cliches are? Cliches are truths that we dismiss because they're so common. They're so common. So we dismiss them. Oh, it doesn't carry any weight. That's so cliche. But cliches are, you know, like teamwork makes the dream work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, it's the truth. Well, that, and wanna, yeah, because you, you were saying something earlier about you know, where is the hope? It's, it's in our, it's in our community. It's in Mm -hmm. coming together. And, and I really want to want to come circle back around to that because if you look at what's happening, especially in our country right now, Mm -hmm. but the world at large under COVID too, it's like, like, I think we really need to ask ourselves when we receive information or when we're, mm-hmm. when we're reading or taking in information, is this designed to divide or unite? Mm-hmm. 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 Because mm-hmm. that question, I think, is really what we need to be asking right now if we are going to break this spell. Absolutely. Absolutely. One of the things that is so important um, when it, it comes to breaking the spell, and I mentioned it earlier, it is um, emotional intelligence. Mm-hmm. Um, our emotional bodies are constantly being manipulated, constantly being manipulated. Black and brown people are constantly being triggered, right? Just constantly being, that wound just constantly being poked. White people are constantly being triggered because they are confronted with a reality that is starkly different 
than the one that they may have grown up with. You know what I'm saying? You grow up in an all white neighborhood, go to an all white school. And now you're now it's like uh, now it's oh, my God, people hate me and they hate my dad because he's a cop. And I don't understand why and what's going. So everybody's emotions right now are like in, in a tizzy. And that's part of the, the thing. So if we want to begin to break the spell, um, much like anything else, it has to happen on an individual level first. And everyone needs to really, really um, make sure that they are not, um, that they are paying attention to their emotions, to what is being triggered within them. Is this article that I'm reading? Is this post that I'm reading? Is this line of research that I'm going down um, to prove an already preconceived notion that I hold? Or is it to make me feel better? Or is it to divide me against people? Is it to give me something to be mad about? Um, You know, you've seen on on social media, I'm sure, where people post, what y'all mad about today? Because this that level of energy is what is required for this thing to kind of keep going for the system to keep they need to keep us upset and keep us frazzled and so the and first afraid. thing and afraid oh we're going to get into it i did a lot today <laughs> in my private group on facebook about fear fear is the drug honey fear yeah. is the drug that's being pushed so emotional intelligence making sure that you are in control of your emotions and not the news not the ambient stress and pressure and this is especially for my my black indigenous people of color because you know there's an ambient thing that you can kind of feel and you can really kind of tune into that that pressure and it keeps you very angry and it keeps you very agitated and it keeps you closed off and it is important for us to really root and ground ourselves in the truth um that you know if you know that race is a construct then you have to use that information to help fight your internalized racism. You understand what I'm saying? If you know that race was a construct created to divide us and conquer us, then you have to tell yourself that over and over and over and over again when the I hate all XYZ people comes in. You know what I'm saying? Or the I'm angry with all, whatever. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I mean, I think you're, you're really, you're speaking to the, to the BIPOC community and, and where I'm holding it from, um, you know, for, for people with white skin who, if Mm -hmm. if you understand that race is a construct, you then need to look at the ways that you've been programmed to fear Mm -hmm. a black man walking down the street, Mm -hmm. doing nothing but walking down the street, being black. Mm -hmm. Why does that Mm -hmm. create fear Mm -hmm. in you? Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, you know, for my people who are listening, you know, there's a, I know I'm, I'm hearing, you know, the, the whole kind of, we feel very picked on as a, as a people, I think as a diaspora, just very picked on, very just picked on and kicked to the side and, and everything. And there's, there is something, and I don't, I don't say this as a woman because I know, listen, I'm a light-skinned Black woman, so I understand that there's already people that are not going to want to hear what I have to say because that's how deep the division goes. Mm-hmm. You understand what I'm saying? The fact yes. that I'm a light-skinned Black woman. Yes. Um, but here's what I want to say, Marcos. Here's what I want to say. I want to say to my Black Indigenous people of color who come from, we come from such magnificent heritage and lineage we come from such proud traditions and such deeply rooted traditions, right? 
we cannot be kings and be oppressed in our minds simultaneously. We cannot say we come from kings and hands up, please don't shoot simultaneously. We cannot hold those two thoughts at the same time. We've got to decide in mm. our hearts and minds, are we kings? Are we queens? Are we descended from the most robust, hardy people on the planet? Are we the global majority? Or are we oppressed and victims and beggars? We cannot be both at the same time. I used to say in the church, you know, because on one hand on the Bible, it tells you that you're above only and not beneath, be a lender and not a borrow. You're a king, a peculiar people, a holy nation. And then it turns around and calls you a sheep that's being led to the <laughs> slaughter. Do you understand what I'm saying? So I said, these two ideas cannot coexist. Mm -hmm. At the same time, in the same space, we have got to decide mm -hmm. and understanding that being a king, being a queen, being royal by blood, understanding that our melanin is value, valuable, one of the most valuable things on the black market that people cry. You see little girls and little boys crying because they saying they want to be black. I'm not saying being black is better than being white, but being black is that valuable. And we've got to begin to find value in our blackness outside of the racism, outside of the oppression, outside. We've got to dig real deep and find that within ourselves. And I hear people say, but how can you say that when I can't feed my family? How can you say that when I can't, you know, when my, my man got locked up for five years just for jaywalking, what, well, he had an ounce of weed and he got 25 years. What, how can you say that? Listen, 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 we wrestle not against flesh and blood. Racism has not killed us. Chattel slavery did not kill us. Crack did not kill us. <laughs> Cocaine did not kill us. Jim Crow did not kill us. There is nothing that this system can do to wipe us out. Not even AIDS in Africa can wipe us out. We are powerful and we've got to really get that way deep down into our cellular membrane into to reawaken that ancestral memory that says we are strong enough to actually wage war against this enemy and this enemy is not necessarily the police this enemy is not necessarily joe biden or in or, or donald trump or any other politician this enemy is unseen it is invisible and that is where we fight. That's how we won the Haitian revolution. That's how Harriet Tubman freed the slaves. People think that she was this brilliant general. She was, but she was also a mystic she was a who mystic, had visions yeah. and, and was guided and was shown these pathways. Mm -hmm. Spirituality is in fact a primary component of revolution. And the reason for that is twofold. A, it's because as an African descended woman, of of uh, of um, Zulu descent, Mguni descent, Iswatini descent. 
We are people who are connected to spirit. Everything we saw was in spirit. That's what made Kemet, what the Greeks call Egypt, great. Everything was spiritual. Everything was spiritual. Everybody went through a rite of passage. Everybody went through initiation. Everybody understood that even though you went through initiation, that may not make you a priest, but what it does is it gives you your own direct connection to your ancestral spirits, to your guides, so that we're all on the same page operating in the spirit of Ma'at. And so we understand that it is this spirituality that is innate within us. That's, first of all, why we must fight spiritually. But second of all, we must fight spiritually because it is spiritual warfare that's being waged against us. It's just playing out in the streets. But it's not just being waged against us. (laughs) It's being waged against everybody. Everybody, the police officers who feel like they are upholding the law are under the same spell. The ones who feel like the Confederacy was a legitimate thing and deserves flags and plaques, they're under the same spell. Racist people are under the same spell as the people who feel oppressed by racism. It's the same spell. I mean, we can go back and find in American history, there's something called the Bacon Bacon Revolution, I go the Bacon Revolt, the Bacon Uprising. It was an uprising. And it was when it was the only time in American history where poor white people and poor black people banded together, Native Americans as well, banded together to fight against the land owning elite that were colonizing the nation at the time. And they squashed that rebellion. And in that rebellion is when they convinced the poor white people that it's better to be poor, to align themselves with whiteness than than poorness. You understand what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So that's why you have poor white people to this day voting against their own best interests, you know, Mm -hmm. and putting people in office who keep them poor because they're under the same spell. This is all the spell. I mean, it's everywhere. It's in your textbooks at school. It's in your movies. It's in your music. It's in your global initiatives and movements to do this and to help heal that and to it's in all of that and the medium uh, the medium of this this modern spirituality if if we'll just call it that for the sake of this conversation is in fact the money and the energy currency and those two things are tied together you follow the money it'll take you right on up to the top because in god we trust huh Mm-hmm. So it's it's right there, like this. It's the hand in front of our faces. So it's it's the the community is so important for us to to really begin to to wake up. We've got to listen to each other. We've got to have conversations like the ones that you and I have had. We have got to have conversations where people are able to hold space for one another for how they really feel. You know, black people need to be able to talk to racist white people and hear them say all that racist BS and still be able to stand and vice versa. A white person needs to be able to listen to a black person and say, this is what it's like to be black and to be able to say, you know, I'm holding space for you. You know, what can I do to help? Whatever. And we've got to really begin to grow up and move in, move in because it's not white versus black, brown versus yellow. It's us versus them. It's us versus them. And when I say them, I'm not talking about the other people, the 1%. I'm talking about the them that you can't see, the them that you never see. You'll never see them. 
you'll never see these people. Yeah, and I and you um, again coming back to that con- being able to control your emotions, Pete. And yes, that, and not I don't want to say control because that that's not exactly what I mean. Mm-hmm. Not because I think it's important to allow ourselves to acknowledge when we're in fear, when we're in anger. Yeah. When, there, th- those are those are currents of energy that need to, we yeah. need to uh, let them move through us, and there are there are ways to do that in a healthy way. We've forgotten how to do that in a healthy yeah. way for the most part, yeah. especially with things like anger, which is why you see what what you see yes. now because we we've forgotten how to be with anger. Um, yes. Anger is so vitally important because it points us to what we love, and love is the frequency. Yes. Love yes. is the frequency that none of this other stuff can stand within mm-hmm. 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 Right? it is yes no you are absolutely correct i mean the 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 need for the healthy expression of 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 energy especially those volatile energies like anger and fear um and i say volatile be just because of how damaging um when they're left unchecked mm-hmm. you know it's they like can fire. they can be like it's fire it's straight fire so yeah. But it's necessary to, and it's, it, like I said, I just had this conversation with my group in, uh, on Facebook about fear. Fear, the more we try to act like we're not afraid, the more we try to pretend like um, we've not been gripped by fear, um, the more fear can grow. When we, try to, when we try to put a cap on fear and act like it's not there and, oh, no, I'm not scared then you become even more afraid because now you're lying, you know? And And it gets bigger and bigger. And and it gets bigger. Yes. And if you just turn around and face it, it's like this itty bitty little thing. And just like what we're talking about, it's like, you know, the, the forces that are are manipulating all this Mm -hmm. really like, they're not even 1%. It's like a fraction of a fraction of a fraction. Mm -hmm. There are way more of us. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Way more. And, and, but when you're not willing to look and face and see, Mm -hmm. then it's this really big, bad, scary thing. Mm-hmm. that I've got to fight. I mean, I really, I, I truly, in my deepest heart, I don't even believe that there is a fight. I think all that's necessary is remembering that, the, that there's way more of us than them and there's nothing to yeah. in the first place. Yeah, that's exactly what I told, to, told the people in my group today. It's like you were listening in. I said, fear, <laughs> fear, you will, it's so amazing how manageable easily manageable that thing is that you call your fear when you turn around and look at it i mean and when and then when you call it by name oh my goodness that's now it's your now it's your pet you understand what i'm saying now you Mm -hmm. can now you can release it and let it go you can transmute it you can do whatever you want to do with it because now it's just energy and it doesn't have that that big, you know, uh, scary monster, in, you know, idea with it. Yeah. And the thing about in, in relationship to what we're talking about, the fear, the fear that almost everyone has, woke or not, um, to some degree, or has dealt with to some degree, is the fear of what does life look like outside of this system? What does mm-hmm. life look like mm-hmm. outside of the pre-programmed 
you know, you're born, go to school, graduate, get a degree, go to college, get a degree, get married, have a career, die pattern. Like what, and consuming, you know, of course, in between what they don't, people are afraid of that. They're afraid of what does life look like without the controls. Without someone telling me what to do. Without someone telling me what to do, without the news telling me what to be afraid of, without my doctor telling me what I'm dying from, without my politicians telling me what's important to me, what am, what does life look like outside of that? You know, um, and people are afraid of that. People are afraid of being with themselves. They're yeah. afraid of 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 sitting with themselves, and because they say I sit with myself and my mind just and I start to see things, and they're afraid of that. And part. Part of the reason, or I would say maybe even the entire reason why people are afraid of themselves, it goes back to the whole topic of this conversation. That was what was sold out, was your ability to connect deeply with yourself so that now you must depend on us. What did they say at the beginning of the Twilight Zone? Don't try to alter your screen. We adjust the hor- We control the mm-hmm, horizontal. Yeah. We control the vertical. We control what you see. And of course, that's a very literal thing with the CIA and Operation uh, Paperclip, not Paperclip, but uh, another operation. But anyway, all of these different things. But on a spiritual level, that's what has happened. It is like wool that has been pulled over our eyes. We're like Dorothy in The Wizard of Oz when she was on her way to Oz and she got sleepy in the poppy fields. And, you know, and we're just asleep right now, just as a global, um, as a global community. The good news is that we're waking up mm-hmm. on Moss. Mm-hmm. The good news is that we're waking up on Moss so we can have conversations like this and talk about it. And people who 10 years ago would have been like, girl, you are tripping, you are bugging, <laughs> you're a whole conspiracy theorist out here. Now they're like, you know what? I've been doing some research uh-huh. and I think you might be right. Uh-huh. So we're very, very grateful for that. And the the, the most wonderful wonderful thing is that despite all attempts by all powers to to um permanently eviscerate the connection between our minds and our spirits and our hearts and and the spirit realm and everything that is something that absolutely cannot happen it is there's no deal there's no covenant no contract that any entities can make in the universe that can permanently separate us from our spiritual connection because it is encoded in our DNA. And this is for black people, white people, whomever. It is encoded into us to, to connect with spirit to varying degrees. Of course, you have some that are priests and some that are just devotees or whatever, but we're all supposed to be connected with spirit. And so that is the real revolution is, is connecting with your own spirit, your own inner compass, your own inner guide. And of course there are systems that are set up to assist us, you know, different traditional um, spiritual sciences and things like that um, to assist us in, in reconstructing that internal framework so that we are able now to uh, return and have what is called Sankofa. And in Sankofa, is a word that means to go back and get it. The Adinkra symbol for Sankofa is a partridge who's turning around and she has an egg in her, the tuft of her tail and her head is turned back to tend to the egg that's in the tuft of her tail. Okay. So 
In African spiritual systems, this idea of Sankofa, this idea of Ma'at, the cycles of Ma'at, of balance, harmony, and all of that, we understand that there's an ebb and flow to the universe. There's a tide to the universe, universal uh, uh, rhythms, Mm -hmm. as it were, as above, so below, and all of that. So there's a pulse, and there's a tide, and there's a time to expand and a time to contract. And we understand that where we are right now is we are coming out of, because the spell is breaking. Let me, let me pause right here to say, newsflash, the spell is breaking. <laughs> okay. When we say people are waking up, that is the spell breaking. That yeah. is Sleeping Beauty waking up out of her slumber. Yes, that but I want to is... say something real quick to that because... Sometimes waking up, like, you know, I got my three-month-old baby right now. And sometimes when she wakes up, she wakes up hard. She wakes up screaming because it's like, oh, my God, I'm like, ah. (laughs) (laughs) And and sometimes that's what waking up looks like. And so I just, I want to give voice to that because I think we can sort of have this idea of what it means to be woke or what it was supposed to look like, what waking up is supposed to look like. And like Hmm. burning a police station is not what waking up is supposed to look like. But for some people, that is what waking up looks like. Absolutely. Absolutely. There is no right way to come out of a, a spell or come out of a coma or to, to wake up. I mean, there's no right way to come into consciousness. For many of us, it was a very abrupt process. Like this information just got slammed in our faces and like, bam, you're either going to accept it or not. For some of us, it was more, it was more gradual. But again, back to the matrix, we can look at Neo. And we can look at Neo when he first woke up and poked his, first he poked his hand through the membrane and he had to realize where he was at first. And then he began examining himself. And that's what we're talking about with, uh, you know, making sure you're emotionally balanced and making sure you have emotional intelligence, equanimity, being able to manage your emotions. That's him checking himself out. What am I plugged into? What is this? Um, this isn't, and then, and if he's all disoriented and they get him and everything, and then he's exhausted and he sleeps some more, but it's not the same sleep. Mm-hmm. It's not the same sleep. And then he really begins to wake up because then he has to be confronted with the truth. And the truth has to come back around for you about two, three, four times for, for the average person before the cognitive dissonance begins to abate. Be- so yeah. I, I want to, um, I want to just speak to my brothers and sisters with European ancestry for a moment here. Okay. Because I think that um, there's, there's so many layers to, to this process for us. You know, you, you alluded to, to the history before the United States of America was founded Mm -hmm. um, before, you know, Columbus set sail on those ships um there was there was a real massacre that occurred mm-hmm. um but it didn't occur all at once it occurred over time over time and mm-hmm. um and it was systematic mm-hmm. and it was really effective mm-hmm. and i think you know i i know for myself um, sometimes when I, cause you know, I hear you talking about, um, those with, with African 
ancestry and and the kings and the queens and, and like I can feel it in my bones. And then, mm-hmm. and and I know when I've sat with with um, with different indigenous elders from Turtle Island, from here, from North America, from South America, there's like there's this this uprightness in the spine of knowing a lineage that goes back thousands of years. And I think one of the things that those of us with European ancestry need to contend with in this process of waking up is, is the grief. Mm. There's a really deep grief that we have Mm. not allowed ourselves to feel yet. And we can overlay, we can steal, we can do what we did with land. We can steal spirituality from other cultures. Um, Or we can sit humbly and learn something and maybe be guided back to our own truth, Mm -hmm. essential nature that is, that is same, same, same for everyone. Right. Mm -hmm. But we need to acknowledge that, 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 especially those of us who are called to more indigenous passive mm-hmm. spirituality, like we're, we're called to that because that did exist in our, in mm-hmm. our history too. Mm-hmm. It was just so, so brilliantly eradicated mm-hmm. and absorbed into the church. Mm-hmm. I went looking, I went to Romania with my father looking mm-hmm. for pre-Christian Romania. And my father wanted to go to all the wooden churches. There's like all these wooden churches in Romania that are really old from like the 1400s and stuff. And I didn't want to go because I was in this place of being really angry with Christianity for, for, for stealing what I, what I, where I, how I was holding. It was like stealing this lineage from me. Right. And what I, what I only realized when my father died and the priest came to our house and he had, dried basil that he was blessing every room with hmm. and he and and he was talking about this um the the meal that they prepare in the orthodox church for those who have crossed over made out of wheat berries because it symbolizes the afterlife i'm like this is not christian Mm-mm. this is way ancient old mm-hmm. feeding feeding the dead that is not a christian mm-hmm. construct and, and so what I realized is that, you know, my search, because I didn't go into the churches, I didn't find pre-Christian Romania because pre-Christian Romania got folded into the church. Yeah. And, and those of us, and, and because, and that's how it was so effective. That's how this, this erasure was so effective. And, mm-hmm. and that's, and, and, and I, and I, I don't want I I know a lot of really beautiful people who are who are men and women of, of Christian faith, right? Mm-hmm. And Tonya and Justin and Neva, the family who who runs superpower experts, you know, they they are, are people of Christian faith and I love them and and I know beautiful, beautiful people who who are in that lineage and I don't want to um I don't want to put that down either in all of this. Right. Christ was a teacher, Christ Christ right. and, but but Christ was 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 the one saying, you know, we're all one and, and, and we need you know, we all have God within us. And he got killed for it, right? Like, yep. <laughs> the perfect example yep. of like this is this is all this is ancient and this goes back like the the soils of Europe mm-hmm. and the Middle East are so soaked in blood and we mm. need we need to if we're gonna heal racism in mm-hmm. the US 
there's a really ancient history of colonization that mm. we did on our own lands of a mm. that we did on our own lands before we went anywhere else that we need to contend with and and grieve mm-hmm. in order to so so that we can then sit and hold space for black for the feelings coming from black and brown bodies like then then we can do that no problem yeah yeah i was telling my best friend yesterday <clears throat> Um, I was telling her, I said, um, you know, I was actually talking about, um, you were actually not by name, but in, in my, in thought when I was speaking with her about, you know, some of the white allies that, um, that I have and how very, you know, I'm just personally thankful I am for having been, uh, able to engage um, with you the way that I have and, and how it's just been just medicine, you know, the, mm-hmm. the entire connection system medicine. Um, but what I was telling her, I was like, you know, the thing about when you have, um, people who've been racialized as white, you know, people in white bodies, um, who are gifted, who are spiritually gifted, spiritually called. Um, and because their uh, this erasure that we're talking about, um, happened, then they, they kind of have to go to the indigenous, uh, people who were colonized by their ancestors. I was like, that act in and of itself is reconciliation. You know, that's an act of reconciliation if it's done in well. and of itself. If it's done well, done it's done with, with the respect. pure intention, yeah. with respect and all of that. And that's who I'm talking, that's, that's what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about people that are trying to capitalize or or anything like that. I'm talking about the people who are called and the people who understand this calling and have this respect. And it is what you just said is absolutely what I was sharing with her. I said, that is their work. And I spoke about that grief because I kind of put myself as a black woman in that position. Like, yeah, as a, you know, I'm a descendant of, of, of enslaved Africans here in the United States and all of that. Um, but we still had, even though our language and all of the things that were stripped from us, but what was in us was still in us. There and were kings had, and queens on those boats. And there were kings and queens on those boats. There were priests on those boats. There yeah. were Sangomas and, and, and all types of healers on the boats and scientists on those boats. These weren't just regular, regular people that got, uh, traded off and shipped off, you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? And so these people who already had this connection, we've got our, our history pre-colonial that is just expansive and extensive, you know? Um, and, and we have that and we still had that so much so that even when they took, said, you can't dance and you can't play the drum, we still understood that we could hum and we could sing and we could clap our hands and pat our feet. That is something that when I began to, like I said, when I put myself, when I kind of tried to just change shoes for a minute and said, what, what would it feel like as a European descendant woman or person who has this gift, this, this, you know, this empathic gift to that grief? And I literally began to cry. The tears just came out of my eyes because good God almighty, good God almighty. There's good God Almighty, that level of grief, that level of spiritual grief, the grief of your mothers. You know what I mean? The mothers of your people, the grief of spirit that has been not just 
um, demonized, but also then misappropriated, prostituted in religion. Spirituality has been prostituted through religion. You know, Christianity is the, you know, is the the big pimp on the corner around here, you know? (laughs) And even what you were saying about your customs and your traditions being folded into Christian into Christianity, that is something that are that we have in common. There's so many of my people who are locked into Christianity, um, not based on the principles of being Christ-like, right? Not that, but the dogma, the doctrine, mm-hmm. the denomination of it all. You know, whether your skirt is knee length or not, whether you have on pantyhose, whether your toes are painted red, all the bull that I grew up with. <laughs> um, <laughs> and but we see our customs and our traditions and our indigenous ways of being folded in to to the church. And and now black church, there's no form of Christianity that's more popular than black church everybody want to preach like a black preacher everybody want to sound like a black choir i remember when i was a kid i really wanted to go to black church i used to ask my mom i was like can we go to black church (laughs) (laughs) i do but the reason why i love church you know i was born and raised in the church fourth generation preacher and all that i love the church um the the as an expression of our communal and corporate spirituality right um but the, a lot of the things that we attribute to Jesus, right, um, in the black community, don't have anything to do with the with the religion that was, you know, given to us at the crack of a whip mm-hmm. and at the end of chains. It doesn't have anything to do with that. The shouting, the dancing that we do, the rhythms that we play, the tongues that we speak in, the way we huck and buck and fall out and roll the floor, the way we lay hands on people, the way that we feel spirit and express and hoop and holler, don't none of that have nothing to do with the 66 books. Mm-hmm. Don't none of it have anything to do with that. It is all about our innate spirituality that is on, that's already in there. You don't have to look for it. Like it's in there already. And even for people who've been racialized as white, it is in there. You just got a double dose of the BS that you got to dig through, but it is still in there. One thing I was telling, this is what I was going to say. When I was talking to my best friend, I said, there is, when I meet a white person who has reached a certain level of inner peace, I've never, I don't know any more peaceful people. When when I'm going to do, can I just, can I just talk for a second? Mm-hmm. When, when white people find peace, baby, y'all find peace. <laughs> that's like a river. Y'all find this calm. That's so calm that nothing can. And I feel like that is that true spiritual name. That is the gift that you all, that your people, your blood lineage brings to the world is that peace, that gift, that kind of just, you know, it is the most beautiful thing. But what we see now too much of, unfortunately, is the other side of that. It's the shadow. Mm -hmm. And that's what we're in. It's the shadow side of it all. But, and so I encourage everyone listening to find inner peace break the spell find peace however you got to do it if you got to light candles if you have to burn incense if you got to go out in the woods and holler 
if you got to go in a boxing ring and hit a bag, if you have to meditate, whatever you have to do to cease the war within yourself, Mm. against yourself, this system of the world, this matrix that we're all plugged into, has you convinced that you don't have it within you to be peaceful and to be whole. It has you at war with yourself, thinking that the way that you see the world is wrong because it doesn't fit into the square box that's been set before you. You know, understand that that um, Plato's cave is very real. And, you know, the allegory of Plato's cave and, and being chained in and seeing just the shadows being mm-hmm. played before you, um, they're just shadows, they're not real people. And the voices you hear are kind of ambient and it's and you just kind of accept it. But then there is freedom after that. And the freedom comes from going within. And Tati, you said it best. There are more of us than them. The powers that be are the little man behind the curtain in the in the in the Oz, mm-hmm. in the, the Wizard of Oz, the little man behind the curtain. When we tap in to what they can never take, they can never take the spirits, the entities, the government, the deep state. <laughs> your mama, your baby daddy, your pastor, can nobody take you from you. You want to break the spell? Break, break, break your chains. Realize, get into yourself. And see, the thing is, is that there's really no roadmap for how to get into yourself because it's you and it's you and it's you. And there is no other you but you. So nobody can tell you how to get into you but you. And the one thing I want to say is that the the world has convinced us that we should not trust ourselves. Religion tells us that we're unworthy, that we're unrighteous, that we're, that, you know, even if we live a holy life, we'll barely make it into heaven. That's what the Bible says, that the righteous will scarcely make it. Okay. (laughs) Religion tells you you're not enough. The government tells you that you, um, need to be controlled. Advertising tells you you're ugly, you're aging, you smell funny, you're fat. Everything tells you that you are inadequate and everything that's telling you that is a lie. And Mm. so the best way for you to get Oh, to, to break out of the chains and the, of the spell that is governing the entire globe is to accept the truth. And what is the truth? No one can tell you who you are. No one. You are more than what you were raised to believe. You are more than your community, your, your, your neighborhood, your society, your social group. In, within you is the seed of divinity. It is the seed of, of God itself. And it is incumbent upon each and every one of us to evolve and to awaken, to realize that the information is out there. It's been out there. The X-Files tried to tell us. The t- <laughs> so many different things tried to say the truth is out there. But more than the truth being out there, The truth is in here. The truth is inside. There is so much to be said for for, uh, a meditative lifestyle, a prayerful lifestyle. Um, In Umgoma, which is our tradition, 
we say pasla, pray pasla, meditate. We pray to connect with divine consciousness. We pasla to connect with our ancestors and we meditate to connect with our, our inner self, our higher self. And mm -hmm. in this way, it is important for us to, because the ancestral connection is a big thing because it's an ancestral spell. It's an, it's a, it's a bloodline spell. Mm -hmm. So the ancestors are a huge part of it. And again, for my black people that's listening for my indigenous people and my people of color that are listening, get into those ancestors. The ancestors are not God. They are your ancestors. And you can say, well, they don't have magical powers. Nobody said they had magical powers. What we said is that they exist in a higher realm of consciousness now. Huh? They exist in a higher realm of, of in, a, in a realm of spirit now, and they can help guide you because they once walked this earth. You carry their genes. You carry some of their memories. You carry some of their tendencies. They are allies. We looking for white people to be allies and we ain't called on our ancestors. Mm. I didn't mean to say that out loud. Did I say that out loud? <laughs> um, <laughs> but we are, we are demanding allyship from white people and we refuse to light a candle and call on our grandmothers. We're trying to get to the throne of God and we are skipping the order of things because there's also an order to this spiritual realm. And ancestors come first. Ancestors come first because the ancestors are, are your angels. The ancestors are, are, are some of your messengers that can, they can get the, 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 the message from spirit and then give it to you in a way that only you can understand. You know when you see that red robin or that blue robin or whatever the bird is, whatever the animal is, that that's grandma speaking to you or whatever the case may be. So ancestor, because like I said before, because the United States is in fact a temple, the 48 contiguous states of the, uh, uh, on the continent of North America the whole thing is a shrine to the ancestors of this country. That's why these monuments and, and everything. And then, of course, there are the temples and, and the federal buildings and the way that they look and the way that they're made to look like temples and to made to look like, you know, uh, different uh, Greek and, and Roman buildings and things like that. So we're, we're, in, we're literally in living in this, in this temple to ancestors who for many of us, the, the, the black and brown people on this continent, these are not our ancestors. These are not our, this is not our ancestral worship. We're worshiping other people's ancestors. We carry them in our wallets. We live on the streets with their names. We go to schools with their name. I mean, like it's a whole thing. So we've got to get into our ancestors, into our grandmamas, our granddaddies. And then for the white people in this country, who they may be ancestors with Thomas Jefferson or whomever, whatever the case may be, then there, you still got to get into it because some of these ancestors, I, I had a sister that I spoke to, a white sister that I spoke to a uh, few days ago. And when I began to speak with her, Tati, I got so emotional because her people want to make amends. Mm. Mm. Her ancestors want to right the wrong and understand now that they've crossed over that although they didn't own any slaves or anything, you know, they, they didn't actively participate, but they understood that silence is com is complicit, makes you complicit in cases of injustice. And so these ancestors, because the soul doesn't die the way that I understand the soul does not die. The, the, that's how come 
we, when we honor our ancestors, they come through. Sometimes they have feelings because the pain goes with them until it's healed. The energy, you know, this is physics, right? Energy just doesn't stop. <laughs> it keeps mm -hmm. going until it's interrupted. And so I was telling her, and I actually referred her to a white Sangoma uh, sister whom, whom I know in Toronto who works, who works with people racially uh, racialized as white who want to understand what it is they're feeling, understand the guilt, understand the, the shame that they may be feeling, understand that it is not necessarily yours per se. You have ancestors who, who realize that I participated in something yeah. that was globally harmful, you know, and I took advantage of it. And I, I, oh, I turned my head because it afforded me a certain lifestyle and I didn't want to give that up. And these ancestors, a lot of them, a lot of them are really ready to do the work. So we've got to get into that. We've got to get into honoring our people and people may not know how to do that. And it's, it's so very simple. You know, you light a candle, you put some water and you mean it. Yes. <laughs> you mean it. You mean it. Intention is everything. Mm -hmm. And you ask for help when you need it. And you ask for guidance when you need it. And there are guides. There are people out there who can assist you in waking up. And like going back to the matrix, Neo didn't just wake up. He woke up and they got him up out of that group and they, they, they cleaned him up and they clothed him and they fed him and they had to nourish him back to health. There are people out there who are equipped to do just that for anybody who's listening, for anybody who's listening. And you may be feeling the pains of cognitive dissonance right now and of your illusions shattering. Listen, I have been there so many times because once they start shattering, they don't stop. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> the illusions don't stop shattering. You just get used to it. And you begin to, to value that because you begin to un appreciate the truth. And um, just, just like Neo, just like you know any other hero that we see who's undergone that journey, you don't go through it alone. And um, you know, so you don't have to feel like, oh my God, what am I supposed to do? I don't know. Just ask, just reach out. If you hear a name, if you feel drawn to a person, reach out and say, I need help. Yes. Yeah. And there's, there's so many of us and that's, and there's what's beautiful about it. I mean, if there's anything that running this show for the last two years has taught me, it's like, there are so many people mm -hmm. who are really doing fundamentally the same work. Mm -hmm. It's just all in different clothing that different people are ready and able to hear at different parts of their journey. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And there's, all ahead, I'm sorry. Do, I think the biggest thing to remember is just, is to ask for help. Ask, ask for help, ask for help. And sometimes your ancestors, your spiritual guides will in fact have you ask somebody that you may be uncomfortable asking. Yep. <laughs> yep. They will yep. do, they will push you out of your comfort zone because nothing beautiful grows there. Nothing beautiful grows in the comfort zone. The comfort zone is a, an illusion that makes you think that, oh, I've, I've arrived and I'm no longer growing. Nope. Because growth is always around the corner and growth is uncomfortable. Like we said earlier, the truth is inconvenient and it is difficult to believe. Um, 
I want to go back to the beginning when we talked and when you mentioned about hope, there is a lot of information about how screwed up the world is out there. Mm-hmm. There is a lot of it. It's almost like trauma porn. Right. It's, you know, it's just so much this senator, this president, this businessman, this company, this. Yeah. And the history of the world, it's like you really don't have to dig for 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 dirt. It's dirty. <laughs> it's dirty, right? The system of this world, it is dirty. It is messy. It is designed to extract joy, to extract every piece of you if you let it. That is literally, I mean, I know people, I've heard people say it. I said it. Oh, that just sounds so easy. It sounds like such a scapegoat. You know, it's, it's such an easy thing for you to say. You just change your mind. Yeah. Once you start that change and the, the, you start, start changing your mind, then you start to realize just how illusory everything <laughs> Marcos, everything is uh, the belching is my ancestors. I'm not yeah, I love it. I love my it. <laughs> <laughs> but how illusory the world is, you know, in Buddhism, they talk about Maya, this world being Maya and illusion. It's, it's a dream. That's why when, you know, um, I've, uh, read where they say, you know, why do you close your eyes when you kiss? Why do you close your eyes when you pray? Because you're looking at what's real. Mm. You would seeing what's real. You have to close your eyes to see what's real. If you want to have true vision, you have to close your eyes and open your third eye. And the way that you do that is by um, doing the things that we've said, you know, developing emotional intelligence, asking for help, um, getting into your spiritual practice. There are other practical ways that you can begin to awaken um, and, and encourage your own growth. Changing your diet is a huge part, um, changing your diet from refined and processed foods to more, um, natural, organic, and even plant-based foods, you know, not all at once. Yeah. Yeah, You have to decolonize your diet. That's the, that, thank you. Because that's the thing. That's how you break the spell. You have to decolonize your mind. You have to decolonize your life. You have to decolonize your language. You have to decolonize the way that you look at the world because the whole world is colonized. The whole entire globe is colonized and what colonization is it is the imposition or the super imposition of one way of life on top of another it is the juxtaposition of one thing on top of another and for all of us we are we are all struggling with cognitive dissonance because most of us have our indigenous natural spiritual mind that's tied into the cosmos and then we've got the world and the paying the bills and the going to work and the government and the voting and and the english huh <laughs> 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 and the english the fact yeah. that we're having this conversation in, in english. english yeah and that is a huge thing so all of these different areas you can pick one you can pick all of them find a place in your life where you can begin to deconstruct the the way that you've been taught to to you know interact with the world and begin to reconnect with a more natural um, uh, rhythm that's in sync with the rhythms of the planet and the rhythms of nature and the rhythms of the stars. Mm-hmm. Things like getting rid of your television. Um, 
I'm not saying turn turn off the news because you have to you have to stay at least a bit aware, but you don't need a TV to do that, right? Um, because it'll come to you. It'll it come, will come to, you. to you. What you need to know to to navigate the world will come to you. And trust me, you don't need 24 hour news to do that. Yeah. If you watch the news for 24 hours a day, you are literally being beat over the head with the same stories all day. Every day, the same story that happened at 11 o'clock is happening at five. It's the same story. And so you're being conditioned. So you have to turn that off. When I say your diet, not just your physical diet, your mental diet, mm-hmm. the conversations you're having, the music you're listening to. Mm-hmm. I know one of the things that Spirit told me, Tati, about the music that I like was, <laughs> and I'm, you know, I'm good and black, right? And I <laughs> loves me some R&B music. But I had to stop listening to so much R&B music because it was music about relationships that don't work mm-hmm. and people suffering emotional abuse, mm-hmm. you know, and, and I was like, this is not what I want to create in my life. Yeah. This is not the soundtrack, the vibration that I want to create. It's, well, you know, what was my man done left me and this the blues. And I get that. And there's a place for that. But, you know, where spirit was trying to take me, I had to you know, I had to shift and I had to realize that I can't listen to a lot of that. I have to listen to music that speaks to my spirits, that speaks to my mental wellness, that speaks to my, the whole of me. And so that's what it means to decolonize because colonization is very much about compartmentalization. This doesn't have anything to do with that. And this, you know, religion doesn't have anything to do with the state and the state doesn't have anything to do with the, you know, and when in fact they're all interconnected and everything is interconnected, mm-hmm. everything is connected with everything. So yes, it does matter the music you listen to. It does. There's a reason why when people begin to ascend into deeper, higher spirituality, they begin to even change the way they dress. Things become looser. We're not wearing super skin tight stuff anymore because we need the energy to flow. We understand that the energy has to now flow. You know, there's, you know, we start wrapping our heads now because we understand that it is important to preserve the crown because that's where the the information is coming in and we're being bombarded now with a bunch of noise, you know, so you have to, you know, honor, honor the head in African tradition. The head is very important. And, you know, in Orisha based traditions, you have the Ori and that is the head. And that is what, that is what governs the whole life in, in Ubungoma. You know, we have the same thing when a, when a person graduates, we tie things on the head. When we begin our process of initiation, everything is about the head. So it's all of these things that begin to happen when uh, when you begin to shift in your spirituality, but first things first is going within. You've got first things first is you've got to see the oracle, <laughs> and the oracle is within. Yes, you've got to go see the oracle, and yeah. people can lead you to the door. I can lead you to the door. Tati can lead you to the door. Daniel can lead you to the door. Anybody can lead you to the door, but you've got to walk into the door of yourself. And doing that is going to scare the sugar honey and the iced tea out of you. <laughs> but it's worth it. <laughs> it's so worth it. It's so worth it because the the first thing that you're going to be confronted with is the conditioning, is the fear. Because it's, you know, it's like, oh, what, what, what about, what about, who am I outside of my trauma? Trauma story. Who am I? You know, in Black people, I think on Moss, we are suffering from that. Who am I outside of the story of slavery? There's so many of us who still are are pinpointing 
the source of our troubles with the transatlantic slave trade. Yes, chattel slavery was awful. It was the it was it was terrible. It was awful like the Holocaust. It was awful like Devil's Island. It was awful like the Tas the Tasmanian people. Genocide and attempted genocide is always awful. But that's not our whole story. And just like when we're dealing with a person who's experienced severe trauma, childhood trauma, it can become a pattern for them to just rehearse the trauma, just rehearsing the pain. We're constantly in the pain loop. So, and subconsciously what a lot of trauma survivors will tell you is that, you know, we have found ourselves actually looking to be triggered, looking to trigger the trauma so we can feel something. Well, and also trauma, trauma, is trying to complete itself. Yes, it's trying and, to resolve itself. And yeah. so in the re-triggering, there is an opportunity to yeah. shift it, but yeah. that's not what happens most of the time because right. we, we replay and we re-trigger and we don't have the tools and the resource to shift. Exactly. And so this is this is where, you know, this is where the um the the community aspect comes in and the asking, because hmm? and the asking for help and the asking for help and the asking for help and the getting over however you may feel about a thing to realize that the person who has what i need you know am i going to not get what i need because of the color of this person's skin or their ancestry or where they're from if this person has the medicine that I need, how am, am, am I going to let my pride let me suffer, you know, because I don't want to ask for help because of a preconceived notion that's not rooted in anything real, you know? Um, and and so, same on the other side. If you have the medicine that someone's need, someone needs, are you yes. going to let them suffer because of your pride or because of your story that you're holding on to? Because those of us that carry medicine, we've got our stuff too, you know? That's, yeah, sure. And, and, I've, and I've seen that other side of it too. Um, yeah. We, we, I've, we've gone so far over because I love you and because I think <laughs> what you're bringing forward is so important. And, and I just... I, and I, and I also wanted to model a little bit of, of the, the yeah. different way, you know, I mean, traditionally you sit around for days talking story and that's part of the healing. And yeah. that's part of what in, in this colonized culture, we don't have the time because we have these, the, the structure and the time blocks, mm-hmm. which, you know, I mean, there can be a great freedom in structure too, but um, sure. I, 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 uh, I like letting things flow and, and I know you, and I know that if we, if we wanted to, we could sit here for days and, and, and move through this stuff, and it would all be so good, what would come through. Um, but I have a baby that's going to need to nurse in a yes. year, and so Thank I just want to close this up in a good way, and I just want to say yes. thank you so much for, for coming here today and for taking this time and for sharing everything that you've shared this um if you're listening to this and you didn't get anything out of it you weren't really listening go back and listen again <laughs> <laughs> listen again light a candle listen yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. there's mm-hmm. so much so much that you brought forward in it i mean mm-hmm. really like 
someone could take this one episode and use it to change their life completely. Marcos. So, um, so thank you for that. Marcos. Thank you so much for having me, for giving me this platform. Thank you for being you. You are incredible. You are incredible. Hey, you guys, did you guys know that Tati was incredible? Okay. <laughs> so I just thought I had to let everybody know that she is amazing. And the medicine that she carries is potent and it works and it is healing and she's amazing. <laughs> I love you. I love you too. I honor you so much. So, so yes. much gratitude for you and for your ancestors and, and for the path that, that wove our path together. I'm so grateful. Yes. And, yes. Uh, and to our listeners, thank you for, for coming on this journey with us today. I know this was, this, this was a journey and we traveled many, many places. And I, and I hope there were, please go back and listen again because there were so many nuggets. There were so many things that Gogo Mancini dropped for us today that, um, that are just so incredibly valuable. Don't, don't, don't not pick them up and take them with you is, is really what I want to say from that. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, you know, if there's, if there's help that you need, reach out to her, reach out to us at superpower experts there, reach out. There are, there are people, there are, there are, there are protocols, there are ways, mm-hmm. there are hands waiting to hold you mm-hmm. um, and guide you through this. If there was something that came up today that is just starting to shake you in a, in a new way, um, pay attention to that. Pay attention mm-hmm. to that. Yes. And until next time. Go out and love yourself so that you can love the world more deeply. Many blessings. Are you ready to discover your superpowers? Go now to superpowerexperts.com and take the superpower quiz today.